God forbid. Is intolerance of religion bigotry? You might find what I'm about to play offensive, or you might find it hilarious, or you might find it both. Here's a montage. George Carlin, Stephen Fry, Ricky Gervais, Richard Dawkins, and Bill Maher. There's an invisible man living in the sky who watches everything you do, and the invisible man has 10 things he does not want you to do. The Ten Commandments are the hysterical believings of a group of desert tribes. And if you do any of these ten things, the invisible man has a special place full of fire and smoke and burning and torture and anguish where he will send you to live and suffer and burn and choke and scream and cry forever and ever till the end of time. But he loves you. I used to think we evolved from apes. Darwin's theory of evolution through natural selection seemed pretty watertight, but in, in doing research for this show, I came across a theory that deviates from Darwin's. I just found it in a dusty old book in a, in a library. It's called The Bible. You believe that Mohammed went to heaven on a winged horse? Yes, I believe in God. I believe in revelation. I mean, let's assume I'm wrong. Wrong. Yeah, let's. The God of the Old Testament, the most unpleasant character in all fiction. Misogynistic, homophobic, racist, genocidal, megalomaniacal, sadomasochistic. When you think who wrote that book, they were ignorant, they were desert-dwelling scribes. Why do you have to go after religion? It gives people comfort, it doesn't hurt anything. Okay, well, other than most wars, the Crusades, the Inquisition, 9-11, arranged marriages to minors, <laughs> blowing up girls' schools, the suppression of women and homosexuals, Fatwas, ethnic cleansing, honor rape, human sacrifice, burning witches, condoning slavery. There's a few little things that I have a problem with. Ian Benson, is there a special place in hell for all those men? <laughs> is there a special place in hell? I don't know. I think hell's an equal opportunity place. Were they bigoted? Uh, hard to say from those clips, but they were picking the low-hanging fruit, I think. It's pretty easy to make fun in a Monty Python-esque way of, of religion. I think that's easy. Whether or not that was bigoted, mm. whether or not that was mm. funny, do you think we're seeing increasing anti-religious bigotry in society, generally, Helen? Yes, I think that people are increasingly impatient with religion and with religious people, and sometimes justifiably so. You know, there are some... As the young people say, batshit crazy people out there. But I don't think that religion has a monopoly on, on craziness in that way. Much well, there, less. There's a lot of bigotry. It's often difficult to identify with the other. And at the moment, if you want to know a popular thing, go to the Mardi Gras parade, which is now the popular movement. All the politicians want to be seen there. The banks want to sponsor it. It is now mainstream. What isn't mainstream are the people who have an alternative viewpoint. And they are finding themselves in pressured positions. The physician, for example, who doesn't want to refer for an abortion, or the person who doesn't want to get involved in certain medical procedures, now has to fight an uphill battle to have their rights respected. That's a change in culture. So what about this campaign waged against Cooper's Brewery for sponsoring the Bible Society? The Bible Society hosted a for and against debate on same-sex marriage. It set off a social media storm, a boycott of Cooper's beer. Have a listen to the apology from Cooper's executives, Tim and Melanie Cooper. Cooper's never intended to make light of such an important issue and would never and did not approve the making or release of the Bible Society video debate. Our company supports marriage equality. Offence has been taken by our recent involvement, for which we are deeply sorry. 
We've consequently cancelled the release of our Bible Society commemorative cans and will be taking steps to show our further support for our community, including joining Marriage Equality Australia. Secularism <laughs> one, diversity zero. That's the result of that particular game. It's a ridiculous position to put the brewer in in the first place. And they were ridiculous to cave into what amounts to a kind of attempt to use the culture wars to change a perfectly acceptable corporate liaison with a religious group. Tim Wilson and someone else having a civilized conversation about their different viewpoints on same-sex marriage. That's the kind of thing that should be encouraged in a society. The fact that a group of activists, who, by the way, William Galston would likely refer to as civic totalists, which is a very useful handle here. Civic totalists believe that the civic sphere should be dominated by their viewpoint alone, whatever it is. Their and viewpoint was that this debate, because it was linked to the Bible society, thereby trivialized the right to same-sex marriage. Oh, so they have a right to frame the entire conversation, is that it? It would appear they would be advocating for that in their boycott, but on the other side of the culture wars, there were people who said that they proved the parlous state of free speech in this country. I agree with the latter group. But both arguments seem illogical. There's a difference between mm -hmm. free speech and volume. Mm -hmm. No one was compelled into silence there. It's just that people made loud, illogical arguments. And why did Coopers cave into them? Well, they made a commercial decision, which has even less to do with anything. Right. So great. The way this should have sorted mm. out, I think, is perfectly acceptable boycott approach. I agree with that. Boycott them. But the, the persuasion that was brought to bear on them, you think it was financial? Merely. Coopers? Yeah. That's based on nothing except the guess. I assume they saw the, the media. I assume mm. they saw the publicity. Mm. I assume they said, we have to kill this now. Yeah. Uh, what's the best way of doing that? Let's join marriage equality. But there's an interesting point. The, whole, the very term marriage equality is bogus. Equality is one of those terms Orwell identified as tending towards authoritarianism. I'm not Has sure become that a kind went, of went into that I nuance. Think on the I think equality is quite a... a I think equality has its uses and its good uses. But um, I think that the whole question of boycotts is a very interesting one because it's like a question of heckling. I mean, who has, who has the right there? You're at a meeting, the person is speaking, you're in the audience, you want to heckle, you want to sort of criticise. Both sides have a right and it's difficult to see what should yeah. be the thing. It's not a question that's easily solved. It's like a financial mm. free speech. And yeah. we see it in this mm. case with Mark Allaby. You discussed this on the Religion and Ethics Report with Andrew West this week, Ian Benson. Yes. He is the former senior executive from the multinational PricewaterhouseCoopers. He was on the board of the Australian Christian Lobby. He had to resign. PricewaterhouseCoopers is pro same-sex marriage. Legally, he, though, he didn't have to go, did he? No, I think, he, I think he was wrong to do so. But just do the thought experiment. What the reaction of citizens would be if the clipboard person going around the offices said to him, are you on the board of an LGBT advancement group? And if he said yes, they said, well, we're in favor of traditional marriage. You have to resign from the LGBT group. Flip it around. Everyone would be outraged. The gay community would go crazy. They'd say, this is an interference with freedom of belief and conscience. Doesn't that already happen at the Australian Christian Lobby? The Australian Christian Lobby isn't IBM or isn't PricewaterhouseCoopers. It's, 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 presumably, it's presumably an employer. Yeah. Yeah, and it's allowed to have a particular ethos. But the problem here is... But other it's companies aren't. No, because they're, they're, they're set up to be secular, quote unquote not to be religious. I think it's outrageous that IBM is doing what they're doing, and I think their leadership is weak. That is to I say that Mark Allaby has now become an executive at IBM, yeah. and he's on the board of a different Christian organization than the Lachlan Macquarie Foundation, and is facing similar troubles. Right. Do you think the average Australian wants corporations to invigilate the conscience and religious beliefs of their employees? I doubt it. I, I can understand that frustration. 
Can you not understand also the frustration from other people who say, goodness, we're in the 21st century, it's not right that Christian schools can legally sack teachers if they get divorced, which they can. I don't think that's a problem. I think it's essential. If you're going to have an ethos that's consistent and you want to teach the belief system in a coherent way, that's fine, okay? I have no problem with that. And I know that I have a problem with a, a school set up to teach atheism, firing a teacher because the teacher converted to Catholicism. You understand? The parallel's exact. If Cooper's... Uh, wants to take a pro-gay marriage position or Qantas, they're only just coming to the party that which was already there. What if they take the other position? Can Coopers go through its its employees, according to your logic, and get rid of all the gay marriage people? Well, if they did, you wouldn't have a problem with it because you were no, saying how I, wonderful I, the private schools which no, do that are already. You're, you're confusing apples and oranges. The difference here is that a religious school has a particular religious ethos that we allow in a society to further diversity. A corporation is focused not on the uh, moral viewpoints of its employees. It's a big difference. Well, let me tell you what's happened at the ABC just in the last month or two. Okay. Um, the ABC has uh, two weeks of events celebrating Sydney Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras with mm-hmm. initiatives working towards achieving a more inclusive ABC for staff and audiences. Uh, the ABC has appointed an LGBTI diversity champion. The ABC celebrated Harmony Day this week with the message everyone belongs, promoting cultural respect towards anyone who calls Australia home. Earlier in the year, the ABC had multiple events celebrating International Women's Day, and the managing director herself, Michelle Guthrie, says making the ABC more ethnically and culturally diverse, just like the nation it serves, is a high priority. So, you pay your eight cents a day for the ABC. What's your view of all that? Oh, it's fabulous. I can't wait to hear them do their uh, uh, religious inclusivity bits where they get people to talk about the moral aspects of their religious traditions and celebrate that as a group. Looking forward to hearing that. You're being sarcastic. Very sarcastic because I know exactly how this works. This is this is secularism going in one direction, which is to so-called celebrate inclusion that is actually not inclusive at all. Diversity that isn't actually diverse. Celebrate equality that isn't about equality for everyone. That's how it works. It ends up being anti-religious, mark my words. What's happening with your religion department? Is it shrinking? Are people losing jobs? Is it losing its budget? Well, I have to confess, pardon the pun, the size of the ABC religion department is smaller than it has been. But why are these zero-sum gains? Mm. Why is reducing homophobic stigma in the workplace some obligation to acquire anti-religious bigotry? It's quite subtle what happens, but once you've got access to a category, you strengthen your position and start to eradicate alternatives. That's what happens. By that argument and that extensive list of the earnest things ABC was doing, inclusive things, diverse things, equitable things, using all these slippery slope words, which in your view are just masks to shutting out other groups on the basis of the contemporary political correct discourse Mm. of the day, you'd think that whites are bullied, straights are ostracized and men are shunned. But... Given I'm all three, I can tell you we're not. You're not shunned. I'm not shunned. Well, that's good. I'm glad you're not. But the thing is, stay tuned, as you used to say in the radio biz. You really think the future for white men is not looking bright in this country? Well, I don't know about Australia, but the reason I'm not in South Africa right now is because as a white man, I couldn't get work there. Now, that's that's now a different cultural framework, I can hear you saying. I think we've got a long way to go before (laughs) white men are threatened in our society, frankly. I'm not making the case for white men. I'm not making the case for white men being threatened, okay? Okay. But I am making the case that uh, 
by and large, you will see a reduction in religious voices, typically in secularistic projects. That's what happens. First of all, you don't have a religion hub per se. It gets turned into ethics and then ethics stops asking the religiously relevant questions. The interesting question is, in the discussion of issues that involve inclusivity, as it's called, or equality or non-discrimination, are the things set up to have a genuine conversation? If they are, that's fabulous. But that's not what I've seen when I watch some of the television programs in, in Australia and the way they're set up. Typically, there'll be five panelists. One of them will be, quote, the religious voice, unquote, and the other four will be the... Rotten the, fruit throwers. Yeah. So the, the point is, it's, it's, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't think that's an unfair characterization. Now, that to me is not a fair analysis of the issues or the breadth of concern. We're with Ian Benson, Law Professor, Notre Dame University. Helen Pringle, Senior Lecturer in New South Wales University. A big change of pace up next. It's RN, God forbid.